Welcome to episode 11 of the e-commerce coffee break podcast. Today I talk with Jonathan Albrecht, co-founder and chief product officer at blip.ai about why there is no need to follow complicated analytics dashboards anymore. This is an interesting episode, so stay tuned and let's get started. This is the e-commerce coffee break, the podcast dedicated to Shopify store owners who want to optimize their business for maximum conversions and revenue. Each week, you're going to get actionable advice and hear from special guests talking about various topics on how to run a profitable business on Shopify. Learn how to survive in the fast-changing e-commerce world with your host, Klaus Lauter, and get e-commerce insights you can't Google. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the e-commerce coffee break. As a store owner, you have to wear many hats, for instance, product creation, marketing, fulfillment, customer sort, finances, you name it. On top of that, you have to be good with Google Analytics, data analytics to measure the KPIs of your business. But not everyone can read data well. So how do you gain insight into your Shopify store performance without being a data analyst? That's a topic we are going to talk about today. And with me as a guest on the show, I have Jonathan Halbrecht. He's the co-founder and chief product officer of blip.ie, that's BL yp.ie about where there is a need for a dashboard or if you can make this actually easier. Jonathan is an experienced analyst, consultant, advisor, and team leader with deep roots in e-commerce. He has over a decade of experience in designing solutions that support data-driven decisions through powerful insights. As former VP of client consultation at Nielsen and founder for data-driven companies, Jonathan co-founded Blip to enable e-commerce SMBs to leverage data analytics at an enterprise level. So let's say hello to Jonathan. Hi, Jonathan. How are you today? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me here. Jonathan, share a little bit of what you do, where you're coming from, what got you into data. Just give us a bit of an outline. <laughs> As you mentioned, I'm the co-founder and chief product officer at Blip. And, you know, my background, I say that in the past 20 years, I've been helping people make sense from their data. I did it for multiple hats. I did it multiple roles. For me, data has always been something I really like and really love. And I found that I'm also really good at explaining data and the stories behind the data for people that I work with. I also had my own e-com store back in 2006. I imported oil paintings from China and I sold them over the internet in Israel in 2006 before Facebook, before iPhones, before mobile advertising. It wasn't a really successful one, but I gained a lot of insights with two years that I did that. So I had a lot of e-com experience and then also that a lot of data experience where everything combined for me when we founded Blip is combining those two passions and these two things that I, that I had some experience with. You gave a good example there. A lot of small and medium business owners are coming from a complete different walk of life. They started with a side hustle and now they're running a business. They might be coming from a creative side and now they have to deal with data. So where does Blip help with that? What we noticed is that everybody knows that to run a really good store or these days, you need to be really good with your data. And then you're making data-driven decisions that need to either run iterations or look at you know, opportunities for optimizations and things like that. But the, what we found is actually that while data is everywhere, And there's a lot of tools out there to slice and dice it and do the analysis and run reports. What most people are struggling with is actually reading into the numbers and making sense of it. So it's not about the availability of the data or the availability of the tools by which to do that. It's the data literacy or just resources, time or anything like that to actually sit down and understand 
what those numbers mean for you and how we're able to use them for your benefit. It depends on the size of the store. Most of the smaller stores or medium tier stores, maybe don't have a big team of data scientists or analysts to sit down and do that for them. And even so, when it's the analysis itself is human-based, it's very time-consuming, and which is a part of the reason why we set up Blip, which is more like an interpretation layer that sits on top of your data and helps you make sense out of it and really find those opportunities for optimizations or prevent revenue leakage or keep you safe, whereas it's something that you either don't know or don't have the time to run for yourself on an ongoing basis, 24-7 and things like that. What we provide is basically not another dashboard with like numbers for reports for you to go through. We provide the actual summary of what that data means to your business, what is the potential impact on your business? And moreover, what should you be doing about it? So we really strive to take as much off the plates of the whole data analysis performance, that process for decision makers that they can understand their data and know what to do about it. So this is where Blip fits in this whole process. In other words, I can stop staring at dashboards and not understanding what I'm looking at, but Blip helps me with understanding what's happening on the other side. How does Blip do that? We can run tens of dozens of analysis at the same time, whereas you need to look one by one reports and find that. How we do that is we connect to the data stack of the current data stack of our stores. We work currently with Shopify stores specifically, and we connect to Shopify data to Google Analytics. We now connect to Clavio. We connect to Facebook ads and more coming in. And then we do a lot of data cleaning and crunching behind the scenes. We create data warehouse for each store on the back end. And then we do a lot of classifications to understand each store, what are the individual characteristics of that store. We really want the analysis of the insights to fit the nature of each store individually. Some stores have like lots of SKUs, some don't. Some have a long purchase cycle, some smaller ones. And we really want the analysis to fit each store characteristics and give them really something that is valuable and makes sense to them. So after we aggregate everything, we have a lot of different types of analysis that we start running and we look at different areas of the business. We look at marketing and store and CRO. We look at customer segmentation. We look at products and opportunities for bundling and everything like that. We look at discount code. So we run multiple analysis at the same time and understanding where are the opportunities. Like some of the cases, nothing is wrong that you're doing really well and there's nothing to report. But on the other ones, we find where those opportunities are, and we start floating them and we start bringing them to the attention of the users. So that's very like high, like broad strokes and things that we do. So how does Blip deliver the information? I understand I'm not looking at the screen anymore. We believe in two things. One is that we need to be really proactive and we need to find you where you are. Some of my experience working within analytical companies in the past and Nielsen and everything like that is that a tool is only as good as much like as you use it and if it fits your current workflow and things like that. We try to reach and be proactive about where we reach where clients are at. We do have an app. You can log into the app and you can experience that. It's almost like an inbox type of experience where you have all these insights and everything like that. But we also send out emails and we're also working on a Slack integration. So if a big teams are sitting within Slack and then Uplift can come up and spit in and have a channel and people can start talking about this, sharing it across the team. So we're currently emails in the app and working on Slack one, but in the future it might be a service integration and things like that. So we want to find you where you are at, right? Where you're running your business rather than just sit there and wait for you to come in for us and consume that insight. Okay. So I reckon there's a lot of AI involved in providing this information because usually it's like, I don't know what I don't know. So I don't know what 
questions to ask. How does AI help you or Blip with delivering the right information in the right moment? There's some AI behind this. Some of it is just heuristics based. And we try to be able to identify, almost like simulate what an analyst would do, right? So if you had an analyst in your team, what would they come up with like first? Like how would they identify what is the right thing to brew right now? So it could be based on urgency, right? So if we see like a drop in your conversion funnel, it's like something you need to take care of right away, right now. And then we try to look at whether there is a direct monetary impact on what we're showing you. So for example, if we show you looking at some kind of customer segmentation and finding customers who may be long-term loyalists, who haven't shown up in a long while, and there's a lot, a lot big potential out there. So we try to assess what the monetary impact might be in your business and floats the ones that have higher impact compared to others, for example. So we look at multiple characteristics of an analysis and try to find like what is the right one to float in the right time. On the flip side, I would say that part of it, we're also trying to be very aware of the mindset of our users, right? People are managing a store, they're like customers and it's something stuck with customs and then you have customer support and then you like product delivery and they have a shooting for a brand. Like you have a lot of things on your plate right now. So we're trying not to bombard people with like, hey, you have like 10 red flags, you need to take care of it right now because we realize that cognitively people cannot take care of so many things at the same time. So in a way, we're trying to pace it and say, we're going to send you a report just like for your Monday report and see everything I was going on. But then maybe give you one or two things you can focus on this week. And the most important one to think of can do this week to improve your business even by slightly. And then we find that when you give them to users that like a piecemeal and like step-by-step, step, it's easier for them to mentally know, okay, I know there's one thing that Blip told me I should probably look at, maybe try to fix this week or next week. And then it's not like, hey, there are 10 things, the crowd's burning or something. Mm, very good point. Yeah, I see that a lot of store owners have to deal with too many things and they're looking for clarity and it's very difficult. So I think your approach is very good there. Now, you said sourcing the data from different platforms, from different apps. How does the integration work from your side? The integration is pretty simple. Most of these apps have a, some sort of APIs that they expose the data for. It requires the user to go in and connect us or in some cases put in an API key or whatever it is, but it's rather frictionless in that sense. Once you put an integration or sign in, we then automatically start pulling everything together. We already know based on multiple stores, what type of data do we want to do? What kind of models do we want to build on the back end? So the integration itself is pretty seamless. Once we've built that, it's pretty easy and frictionless from the client side. In some cases, we come up with recommendations, some of the things you might want to change on your end. So for example, we've noticed that when we start downloading like Google Analytics data, that's some stores have not enabled like enhanced e-commerce, right? It's just a checkbox that you tick on Shopify and then on Google Analytics so that Shopify can start sending more like detailed events to Google Analytics. And yet it's something that most people don't have like a really good knowledge of Google Analytics. You've used it multiple times, but you maybe you haven't set it up by yourself in the past. It's just something, if nobody told you that before, something you never do and you're missing a lot of that data. When we notice it and there, we have some opportunities to notice some of these things as we start downloading the data, we float and we alert and say, hey, if you really want to see some really deeper insights and more data for yourself to explore, check that box, do that modification, and you should probably configure that one. So we try to help our users with also how to get even better data for the analysis. Who is the perfect user from your side? 
your perfect customer to use Blip? I'd say there's a lot. It depends on the size of the store. We found that it's usually not for stores who just set up because they don't have enough data yet to start going through and getting more insights in. Somebody who just set up their store, it's probably not going to benefit from that. But once you start getting your gears going and everything is set in place and you start selling 10K a month, start going up, you start accumulating data and you start having more and more probably platforms you start using, you're using Facebook and using Clavio and you're using Analytics and Attentive. And there's a lot of things you're using out there. You start having data in silos and you need to like learn how to look at every app and how to read their data. So that's when it starts to become more complicated and more time consuming. And then this is where our sweet spots, we start getting in from when you have enough data for us to really dive into. And then we take stores. We have a broad range of stores we work with. Usually until like you start having your own data science team who starts looking into the data themselves. And even then we have cases where we just save them time, right? So there are some things we can point out and direct their attention on where they need to explore next. But yeah, it's mostly not really, really when we start, but it's like once you start swimming in data and you need help with that, this is our sweet spot. And then we've worked with like founders and CEOs who really want to understand their data and are really on top of all their processes. And we work with also, where it's like e-com managers and performance managers and marketing managers. Either they start having their own subject matter experts and then their own tests and other things they want to look at. We work with agencies. So it's really broad. It's mostly about you just need to start having data, start struggling with it. This is the perfect spot for us. No, makes total sense. You already answered my question is like, who's the person in the company? So that's answered. When it comes to the store data, and when we're talking a lot of data here, obviously data protection is a very sensitive topic in most companies. How do you deal with that? It would keep each data for each store on their own. It's very silo. There's no crossing. There's no nothing like that. And we adhere to you know, Shopify guidelines. And obviously we encrypt our databases and anything like that. So everything in terms of data, you know, privacy protection is up to whatever standards there are. And we've seen whether there are GDPR requests coming in to lead the records, anything like that. We see that we adhere to all these policies. So we keep with the standard of the industry in terms of how we do that. And obviously we never cross paths between stores. If we have multiple stores and we see shoppers shopping in, in multiple ones, it's all very much like siloed. It's because we want to keep the integrity of each store. Okay. So how long does it take to set it up? How much time do people need to include in their day to get the setup, to get the training, to get through the whole process, to get up and running? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good point. Obviously... For smaller stores with less data, it's going to take less time. For larger stores, it's going to take more time to get everything in sync. Usually when you onboard, we ask for 48 hours. The truth is behind the scenes is that we start seeing the data and start crunching. It's much sooner than that, but we want to have a safe space for whatever happens. Sometimes we keep on doing a lot of the data processing and downloading behind the scenes, even after those 48 hours. But we know we can start showing you value and start loading these insights and monitoring your key metrics starting that point in time. So there's no code we install. There's nothing because we don't collect new data in a sense. We connect to whatever data you already have. So the onboarding itself is really easy. You log in, you put your name in, and then your email, and then you connect your stores and whatever it is. You can 
finish the onboarding in two minutes. That's the average what it, time that it takes. The majority of time it takes for us to start bringing in and crunching it without the users involved. So for users, it's really, really fast. So you have been in data-driven companies for a very long time. Give me a golden nugget or some kind of challenge that you see or mistake that companies make all the time and where they can get better. Yeah, I see a lot of it, actually. There's a lot of secondary images that are very leading fruits in terms of just tweaks and things you can set up. And you would have thought that it's only true for smaller stores, but we see it for larger stores as well that have just not enabled it. For example, and I'll give you a couple of examples. We looked at how many people are signed up for getting marketing materials from companies. And we look at the percentage and actually you published something about this in, on Twitter, but what a percentage of your customers has signed up for getting marketing materials? And then pop up and you enter and everybody's like, hey, you know, sign up and get 10%, 15%, whatever it is. That's one thing. That's one mechanism. The other mechanism specifically on Shopify is that when they start getting to the checkout phase, there's a, like a small checkbox of, you know, hey, you know, get sign me up to marketing materials and everything like that. And what we noticed is that it's something that on your Shopify setting, for example, you can set it up to be by default checked, checked on versus checked off. And it's a very small tweak, but like we see a lot of stores that don't do that and they're missing out on a lot of customers getting into their lists. And we know that a lot of the revenue that's coming into the stores come from retention and from email companies and things like that. And I think that's a missed opportunity. It's a really low hanging fruit that stores can notice and do that really quickly. I'll give another example, like discount codes, right? So we do a lot of the discount on analysis and see a part of one of the metrics that we look at and see how people are using it, new buyers, old buyers, and returning buyers and usage in general. And what we noticed that when people are just setting up the store, maybe discount code is something that is evolving with the age of the store, right? But a lot of people either forget or they don't notice that they don't limit the usage codes of coupon codes. And it's not limited either by time or by usage one per customer or by one order. And what we start seeing for some of those stores, there's an abuse. There's an over usage of specific coupons, for example. And we see that it's either floating out there and we tell me not deal spotter, like all these coupon codes, and you're losing a lot of revenue. Or we saw that people who, for example, they got the welcome code, like welcome 15, they got 15% of the first order, but it was never limited to the first order. And they keep on using the same coupon for multiple orders. And it's like you gave someone a discount for life for 15%. Now, if that's your strategy, that's fine. But I feel that there's a lot of these like small things where you're leaking revenue and it's like Small things for optimization is very, very easy to fix. So that huge, it's like looking to the data, just small things you need to notice, which we've seen in the data and obviously we've flowed to some of the users. Yeah, very good tips in there. I've seen these things. I must admit I have one of these things have happened to my own store. So <laughs> very good tips there. Where can people find out more about Blip? We can find more about Blip either on our sites, blipblyp.ai listing page. We have a link we can share out. We have a LinkedIn account, social accounts, Twitter account. So you can find us probably everywhere. You can reach out to us directly. We're very friendly and we love talking to people and users and reach out to email or intercom. I'd encourage everybody if that wants to maybe talk or have any kind of ideas or questions, just reach out. We love talking to people. Okay. I will put the links in the show notes. Then you're just one click away. Jonathan, I really enjoyed this chat today. I think there was a lot of good information in there and specifically for people who are not completely data-driven. I think Blip might be a good option to improve their business. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you for your time. I love to be here. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, Klaus here. Before you go, I would like to invite you to become part of the e-commerce Merchant Pro community to get actionable advice from other Shopify merchants who already have achieved what you are aiming for. 
Our community is a safe place to actively grow your online retail business with the support of the most amazing and helpful group of e-commerce entrepreneurs behind you. Running a Shopify business is tough. Don't do it alone. Join us now. It's free. You will find the link in the show notes. Also, if you think your online store has conversion or marketing issues and you would like to have a fresh set of eyes on your business, then drop me an email at klaus at klauslauter.com and let me know a little bit about your business. It might be beneficial for you to have me look over your store, offers, emails, and ads, and get an unbiased outside perspective and guidance to help you make most of your online business. And finally, if you enjoy the show, please rate and review in the app that you're listening so that I can get bigger and more impactful guests on the podcast. Thank you as always for tuning in today. I appreciate you. Until next time, and I talk to you soon.